All right, guys, welcome to episode 60 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we're going to talk about um, some games I've been playing. We're going to talk about uh, Black Widow coming out. Um, we will talk about Vince Staples' new album. And we'll kind of, you know, go into just our thoughts on, like, you know, what what makes an album great. Or, or, yeah. or like, the feeling of a great album, I guess. Um, talk about fucking Shohei Otani, who showed up at, like, every fucking event at the All-Star game. Um, <laughs> the MVP? Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, we, we we briefly mentioned Loki in the middle, but we give you a, a, a more in-depth Loki talk at the end. Um, but first... start with we've been uh watching or playing or anything like that and mm-hmm. uh i'm just going to give a uh, a quick um little uh what's the word i'm looking for quick little look into what i've been playing um mm-hmm. so i still haven't played returnal again since that <laughs> since that last run because it's funny it's not even like i, I don't want to play it it's that like every time i think about playing it it's like you get PTSD. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> nah, it's like if I put Julian to bed at eight, it's eight fifteen by the time you know that's wrapped up, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know, I try to get in bed around ten thirty since I wake up at five fifteen. So like, I'm like, if it's eight fifteen by the time I like load it up, get into it, whatever, it's gonna be like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I only have two hours, and like a good one of these will take longer than two hours. So I don't, and I don't want to have to like stop in the middle of one that's like going really well so like every time there's this like opportunity i'm like but it's not quite long enough and honestly you could probably like i I think if you put it in rest mode and when you turn it back on like you are still playing i think you're good like i don't think it cuts you off for that Mm -hmm. run but like something in my lizard brain's like no i want to do it all like i like i don't want to stop in the (laughs) middle you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. uh, because because what's gonna happen right is i'm gonna be doing super well i'm gonna notice it's like 10 15 and i'll be like now i'm on a roll let's keep going and then before i know it it'll be like midnight and i'm like god damn i gotta go to work tomorrow um so so it's like it's gonna be like a weekly thing like every saturday gonna be like all right it's uh returnal saturday let's uh yeah exactly a saturday night after julian's down i don't have to wake up early the next day or at least super early. Right. Um, I'm going to be like, all right, 8.30, time to just fucking ruin this night. Um, and then uh, also I mentioned uh, Guilty Gear Strive, the fighting game I've been playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the story is actually, the story mode in this game is like a movie. It's not really so much a uh, like a playable thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a movie with a lot of chapters. I think so far I'm in like chapter seven and each chapter is like roughly 20 minutes. Um, but the thing is, it's like, it's super convoluted because any story that has now had to, you know, keep going after like, it's like Mortal Kombat or like Street Fighter or anything like that, where it's like, if I have to have 
the same characters in every game, right? Because a fighting game, if if Ryu doesn't show up in Street Fighter, you're gonna be like, the fuck is going on? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's certain characters that just have to be in them, right? Um, so if those aren't there, then it's like, what the fuck are we doing? So you have to put them in there. But then right. it's like, if you're trying to have any semblance of a story, I've made nine games now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've made six games, and these same characters are still in conflict with a lot of other same characters. Like, the story's just going to have to get convoluted. Right. It's, like, yeah, oh, go it's going to have to just, like, keep its momentum somehow. Right. It's just going to keep fucking, like, imploding on itself, right? Like, every time something right. seems resolved, it's just, like, going to fall back in on itself. Um... But, with that being said, there's, like, if you're the type of person that's interested in it, they have, like, a glossary in, in the game where you can, like, mm-hmm. it's got, like, every character that's ever shown up. Like, minor characters and stories, events that happen in the stories. Like, and then they have, like, a separate thing that's, like, it set, separates them into, like, phases, and most of the phases relate to a specific game. So, like, and then it shows, like, a diagram. Of, like, this person creates this thing, and then it'll go to the next phase, and it'll be like, these two people are here, they are rivals. These two people underneath them, they are friends. And then it, like, groups them together. And it's, like, makes it kind of easy to follow, even if you've never paid attention to the story for any of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool. And I, like, sat there and read through all that. Um, but anyways, aside from all that, uh, the other thing I wanted to say is the character I have decided to play... Mm-hmm. Um, he's just super fucking like wonky and weird, and uh, a lot of tier lists started coming out, which I'm sure from Overwatch you understand that like nothing's ever going to be completely balanced, right? Like, right, right, right. Like some asshole is going to find the competitive edge somewhere and exploit that, and then you know now this character everyone's like fuck this guy because he's way too strong. Um, with that being said, I have learned, uh, as is the case for me for some reason. Uh, the character that I always choose in, like, every fighting game, almost, I would say with, like, 70 to 80% accuracy is, like, in the bottom rung of people. Like, and so, like, this one, <laughs> I chose a guy, and I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. Like, it's it's completely different, like, from everybody else in the roster, so I'm choosing this guy. Mm-hmm. Chose him. I started seeing tier lists for everybody. He is either the bottom or tied for last. Like, every single <laughs> list is, like... He's his name is is Faust, and people are now calling him Lost because. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> of course, the one I chose ends up being absolute dog shit. But uh, that's where I'm at with uh, with my games currently. Um, so now that I'm done talking about that, uh, what have you watched? Yeah, yeah. So I well, I actually have I I I will save this for next week just because I don't want to. Really, I think I think okay. we have a, a lot more stuff to talk about. But I I finished The Last of Us two, oh, and okay. then I started a little bit of Days Gone, just like literally like an hour. Mm. So uh, I'll talk about both uh, next week. So I have been playing stuff. It's just been like not as um. Uh, the Last of yeah. Us just took forever. Of well, course. that and also also The Last of Us Part two like. We dedicated a large, a large chunk of an episode, so it's not like we're going to go back over that. Right, exactly, exactly. And I'll talk about sort of how I felt playing it again and, and the the sixty FPS uh, update next week. But what I have been watching is, um, I think uh, this will be a pretty Marvel heavy episode because I watched uh, Black Widow. Oh, okay. I watched Black Widow, and it's in theaters, and it's also uh, like a Marvel thirty dollars rental, which I actually heard that they they released the numbers for that. For I mean, 
anytime that a studio itself releases the numbers, it's kind of like, okay, you do like the jerking <laughs> off motion. It's like, okay. But apparently it, they made oh, a no, shit ton of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, they made a shit ton of money off of it. Um, and it also did well in theaters. It was like, you know, 80, 90 mil, which is, you mm-hmm. know, before that's what it, one Avengers movie would make on a day. Now it's, you know, a weekend. But, you know, with COVID and stuff, it's, it's not quite what it used to be. Right. But the movie itself um, was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed this one. It's a lot of fun. I think, you know, if, if we were to, um, like, it, it's definitely not the top tier stuff, right? Like, it's not like Avengers 1 or, um, you know, Winter Soldier or Endgame, but it's not the middle of the pack either. So it's not like Ant-Man, but it's not the, you know, it's not like Ant-Man. It's sort of like 75 percentage in terms of Marvel movies, right? It's like right I'm there. Trying to think like, of a, I'm trying to think of an equivalent movie then. Yeah. Like, I think series. for me, the wrong, middle of the rung is like Ant-Man, Captain Marvel, Thor, um... Uh, you know what's funny? Thor is that up until Ragnarok, and then Ragnarok, I'm like, oh, that's top. Like, that's yeah, top, exactly. Though. That's at the top, right, um, right. Um, what's another you know what's, one? Uh, I really liked it, but would you say Doctor Strange? Maybe because it's yeah. not quite up there with like Iron Man and Captain America ones, but like it's definitely better than those mid tier ones. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like yeah, I think Black Widow is right there with Doctor Strange at the 75 percentile. Maybe like uh, Iron Man three right there because Iron Man two is okay. like in the bottom maybe like lower half <laughs> along with the incredible hulk and uh thor the dark world um i need you to lay off the incredible hulk okay <laughs> <laughs> um and, and i really Ed Norton's name. <laughs> um oh i think you mean uh what's his fuck what is his name mark ruffalo uh, <laughs> oh yeah um and and i really i really liked it like the fights were great the the um the characters were great and it's weird because you know it's about her and she does a serviceable job she's fine but i think it's the, like the supporting characters that do like most of the heavy lifting and the ones that are really enjoyable to watch like um hmm. david harbour he was in uh, stranger things did you ever watch that show yeah, I, I never watched stranger things but i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah so he's in it and he he plays like this like russian like equivalent to captain america and uh he's really good and then florence Pugh, who plays like um I guess Black Widow's quote quote sister, she is awesome. She's the best part of this by far. And she was okay. in um, Mid Midsummer a couple years ago. She was in Little Women a couple years ago. So she's she's really good and, and she's awesome in this. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it, it doesn't, you know, it. I think we've talked about it before. Where like you know this would be like any other movie series best movie, right? But here mm-hmm. you just go, you come in, you go in, you sit down, you go, all right, let's do this. And then you get it and you're like, oh, wow, um, that was exactly what I wanted. Like, right? Like, you can't, there's really right. nothing to nitpick about, right? I, I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like we've talked about this before where, like, um, how can I say? I, I guess it's like a Kanye West album, right? Or, like, how he used to make them, right? Where an album would come out and even if it wasn't his best one, you'd be like, holy shit, like, this would be any other artist's best work ever. Right. Yeah. But for him, it's just like, well, you know, he had graduation, right? Right. It's like that. It's like, well, these people had Endgame. These people had Avengers One, which changed movies like forever. Right. Um, but this is really good. She does a great job. I, I, I like where it ends. I think the 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 final action set piece is okay. I think it's a little too chaotic. It sort of goes all right to back to the Marvel shit, explosions, right. whatever, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the hand-to-hand stuff, I think, is where it really shines. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't have that choppy fight scenes. I, I, I think, you know, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but Loki, I think, suffers from having any kind of good action sequences. I think 
all of it are just like edited, like cut, 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 mm-hmm. uh, hairs flipping, yeah. cut, 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 punch, cut. Yeah. And I feel like this one keeps it. It's not quite like Atomic Blonde good or John Wick good, but it's it, you know, or even like the the Born um, Ultimatum good, but it's like right there. It's like close. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's I will. I'll bring up my feeling. I haven't watched this movie, but I'll have to wait to bring up like anything I kind of have towards this movie until uh, later in the episode. Okay. Yeah, Um, because because like uh, what was I going to say about it? I had the thought and it went away. But um, yeah, I I, I said I I do like a little Instagram review for movies that I watch, and I said you know if, if if you are a Marvel fan and you're like. Yeah, let's give me some more. You're going to be satisfied, like, all the way, right? It's going to have the nods to the old movies. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to have great action. It's going to be, like, have a pretty good emotional core. Um, But if you're going into it, like, all right, let me see what this fuss is about, about these Marvel movies, right? (laughs) Like, you'll enjoy it, but it won't be, like, it won't convert you. You won't be like, oh, my God, I need to watch all of them right away. Uh, Which one do I start with, Captain Marvel or or the Winter? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to change anybody dramatically. Um, But I do think you'll enjoy it either way. Um, but like I said, if you're, if you're an MCU fan, you're going to fucking love it. Cause it's like, you know, well, not, not just cause it's pretty good, but then also two years without Marvel movies. It's like, you know, kind of people are kind of starving for one, but right. it, um, it, it feels like this in, in the last Spider-Man movie, far from home, both feel like a last, like, okay, that was that let's go to phase four. Like this shit's going to fucking be nuts, which I think yeah. starts with, uh, Shang-Chi in September and then mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and then kicks off proper with Spider-Man in December, and then the Aspen shit gets wild. Mm-hmm. But these, two, the last two, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and this one are like the last one. Like, all right, let's wrap this up. Let's say goodbye to characters. Let's get it all right, all right, tidy, nice bow, boom. Yeah. So, um, God, it's just such a nuts endeavor, right, to have a franchise and then just like, just get rid of like three of the most popular, like, six or seven characters. And then right. like, all right, next section. Yeah, <laughs> the next team, next guy, step up. And yeah. it's, yeah, because, like, you know, Cap's gone. Cap's um, gone. Iron, Iron Man's gone. gone. And uh, Black Widow's gone. And, um, you know, I've... you and know, Hawkeye. I've, Ronan. Well, he's got a show coming. With, <laughs> oh, does he? Fuck. Yeah, he's got a Disney Plus show. I was just trying to make fun of him. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, and there, he and there's really a has little... a show? Come on, dog. <laughs> There's a little bit where, um, in the movie, right? Oh, no. Where it hints toward him, or, like, it hints about him happening, something happening with him, or, like, it basically goes, like, Hawkeye. Or like, basically, like, yeah. boom, Hawkeye. And then I turn to Sydney, and I think she whispers something, like, oh, my God, is he gonna, he's gonna do the, and then I started doing, I'll protect the bull, I gotta tell you. <laughs> and she's just like starts cracking up. <laughs> she's like, and then afterwards, she's like, all I can see when I see him is that fucking stupid clip of him I singing. Know, to I the love mic. it so much, bro. <laughs> I, I was trying to, I could, it's been so long since I've heard it that uh-huh. like when I mentioned Hawkeye, I wanted to make that sound. I was like, I don't remember exactly how it goes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna hold on. But it, there was something playing in my head in that image. Somebody oh. take the bull, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, she's cracking up. <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's Black Widow, I think, you know, I, I wasn't going to come in here kind of like, I think if we would have been recording this podcast when like Endgame, the whole episode would have been Endgame, I would have been like, oh my god, when that happened, when this guy said this, and when that happened there, so that isn't this, but I, I think the movie's fine being what it is, and, and it has a, a nice emotional core, it's like a little, little, uh, little treat, little nugget before right. shit gets really wild in phase four. So, I, I don't know if this is, hmm. I don't know if this is a spoiler in any way for this movie or if, like, it's a pretty generic question. So the answer might just be, like, can't really answer. Mm -hmm. But, like, when does this movie take place? Yeah. So this takes place um, right after Civil War. So if you remember at the end of Civil War, uh, she lets Captain America go. And they're all... And then she, like... She pretty much goes to jail with them, and then she goes on the run. So this is bef- after Civil War, and then and before, before Infinity War. Infinity War, right? Because Infinity yeah. War, it like she's like in that office. She has like the braided hair now. It looks kind of different. And, yeah, yeah. She yeah. they're like on the run, and then she's right. got they like attack the the aliens in like what is it Scotland and save Vision and shit. And she's got like blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it takes place between those. Gotcha. Yeah, and I kind of wish that. I kind of wish that the A would have taken place then. Like, they would have just made it and released it then in between those two. Yeah, it seems like such an odd thing because, like, even even with... What am I looking for here? Even with, like, you know, COVID happening or anything like that, like, this movie had to have been planned well before any of that. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, there's no way... It just seems weird to decide, like, we're done with Black Widow... Now here's a movie. It's like, well, we were done though. Like, like, why didn't you just, like you said, slip this movie in when she was still relevant to the franchise? And maybe some of what I'm saying is going to change if I ever watch this movie. But right. like, from the outside looking in, that it, it's odd, right? Like, like, yeah. Or, end or game dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> end yeah. game Black Widow's gone, and then now it's like, oh, and now our Black Widow movie, and it's like, but we already know, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and <coughs> and um, not just that, but then for like the late person, like the per- like I follow it and I knew it like before the movie came out, like I you know I, I read this, I tweets and articles and stuff. Um, but for like a person who's just gonna go be like, let's go see the Marvel movie. I don't think the movie does a good job of being like this is when it takes place. Like it sort of hints right. at it, like he'll be like, you're on the run, and then but it doesn't go, you're on the run because of what happened during the Civil War or like. Right. You're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, like, it goes... Ever since you let Steve escape. <laughs> and it's like, like, not even that. They don't even mention that. They just go, right, like, you're that's on what the I'm run. Saying. Of the like, they could court. have said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been helpful. It's like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, like, you let Steve go at the airport a week ago. And people go, oh, okay. You let Steve and Bucky escape uh, Black Panther at the airport scene 32 of Civil War 2016. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if they would have done that, made it more, a little, a little more... At the one hour and 15. 15 minute mark. <laughs> yeah, because I have heard a couple podcasts where people who don't really follow these, they're like, I guess it takes place after this one or that one. And they're like, wait, which one was that one? You know, so it doesn't, it needed to be more explicit about when it takes place, especially now that there's so fucking many movies. You can't just be like, oh, we went back to movies. Because then it's like, wait, okay, two Mac, two back, like Infinity War, but then Captain Marvel came out and that was in the 90s, right? You know, like, it, right. it's a, it, you got too many now that you can't just go, oh, you know, a couple movies ago. You have to be specific with people. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess let's move. You know, let's move to the next thing, which we're going to yeah. do just a general topic of, which is Loki, 
and then yep. we'll get more uh, more deeply into it later. But now that I think about it, I can actually say what I was gonna say mm-hmm. um, with earlier, which is that I think um, my interest in Black Widow is much higher now that I've watched Loki. Like the Loki, the series as a whole has. The Thanos, like, saga, like, the Infinity Stone saga, or whatever the fuck it's called, like, that whole phase, right? Or, like, phase yeah. one through, what, three? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was such, like, having that giant overarching story covering the whole thing, and then that giant story coming to a close made me very, like, well, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I yes. understand mm-hmm. there's phase yeah. four, but, like, I'm just not invested anymore, right? Right, right, like, right. I watched like starting the thing. Over, right? Yeah, exactly. I watched the thing from beginning to end, it's like, even though it's different, it's no different than like going back and playing something you've already played. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yep, done, yep. and I know now exactly how you feel. I'm ready yep. to move on. Yep. Loki did a great job of giving me a little push to be like, all right, no, I think I'm I'm back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I felt the exact same way because after you, you, you know, when when Endgame ends and you know every, you go, you leave, you're like, that's the end, right? Like you, you can't go on forever, and you're like, this story is over. And your brain kind of goes like, all right, on to the next thing, right? And like I said, you killed off like, or, well, I guess you didn't kill them off all, but like you, you are no longer using multiple, multiple very popular characters. So it's like, all right, like I like the main players in this. And also, this story's done. It's like, well, yeah. fuck. Like, why am I even? This is like a whole different thing. Whether I right, can, right, whether it's I like, choose um, to be invested or not. Right. It, I mean, it, you know, you you compared it to video game, but you know, it's also kind of like a, you know, ending a, a football season or a basketball season, right? The, exactly. the season ends. Your favorite players are there, and then they retire at the end of the season. And the next year, you have to go. Okay, it's that season again. All right. Okay, new quarterback. Okay, new running back. Okay, all right. Let's get hyped, right? Especially if if you made a deep run, because then you know. In right. January, February, you're like, let's go, playoffs, 3.30, let's go, oh my god, and you're fucking losing your mind, and then you're like, okay, I gotta get hyped all over again for it in September. But, but even still, the difference is that with sports, your your Infinity Saga, like, it, it, the long overarching thing, it's just like, we want, I want to, I want our team to be the best ever. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's theoretically, I mean, like, I guess, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's not like this for everyone, but like, for me, like, as a Cowboys fan, like, I'm always, like, like, one, I want to see us win singularly in the season, win a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, also in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, we're what? Like, one behind the Steelers, two behind the Patriots. You know what I mean? Not, like, like we can, yeah. like, we can, we can become first place. Like, we can, we can have more championships than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be like, dude, <laughs> like, I don't even know. It'd be like if the NFL disbanded and then like the patriots the cowboys and then trying to think of like an important but not super great team if that makes sense or or like yeah i mean like the the patriots the cowboys and uh green bay like we're just like we're not like and then a new league starts up that's not the NFL, but all the players and those teams just didn't go over, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, well, this is weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, like, kind of a whole new thing. And the rules are slightly different. And you're like, I don't, like, is, do I have to, am I going to get excited for this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, 
were we really going to get excited for the XFL or the fucking AFL or whatever? You know what I mean? The two other right, leagues. Right, right. It's like, not really. Like, so I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the overall theme of, like, you know, being the team with the most championships and having a dynasty to go down in history, all that's done now. You know what I mean? And right, it, right. As we're relating it to the movie. So exactly. it's just, like, even more so of just, like, well, we're done. And now I'm <laughs> twiddling my fingers. Yeah, it's going to get back on it. And it doesn't help that, you know, they have this, like, perfectly laid out plan where they're going to do this and this, and then we're going to rope you back in with this, and then we're going to pique your interest at this time, right? That's also true. And then it all went to shit because of COVID, and it's all jumbled up now, right? Like, remember, it was going to be, because it was going to be, you know, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which made it out, and then Black Widow, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and then Loki. So if you kind of imagine it that way, you go... Oh, like it goes like, all right, we go backward, we go like normal, like spy thriller, like normal shit. Okay, a little wackiness with WandaVision, and then boom, full blown, like Loki craziness, right? Yeah. And then you go boom, four, season, uh, what is it called? Um, phase four. Because then also, Shang-Chi was also supposed to be out. So actually, it would have been Black Widow, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it would have been Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, WandaVision, and then Loki. Oh. And then Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Oh, okay. And then yeah, the so that, that Yeah, that would have probably worked better. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of things just conspired against them in this scenario. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it, it, it luckily, like, I think I mentioned this before, like, imagine if COVID had happened a year before, and, like, Woo! Endgame would have just been, like... Oh, but see, like... Marvel would have profited. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Like, at least I think... I mean, without putting too, too much thought into it, I have to imagine that if you had to wait for that movie for that long, like, when that finally comes out, it's even fucking more ridiculous, right? Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't even know. I, I'm just glad it didn't, because I would have... Hey, hey, fuck it. It's the... It's the... Um, it's the Kobe commercial. It's like, how many more records can my records break? He's like, more records. Yeah. So it's like, like how much more <laughs> hype can a movie release get? Uh, more, more hype. hype. <laughs> But um, but yeah yeah so, so I guess uh, I mean like you said you know we'll talk about specifics or like more like uh, Loki f- spoilers toward the end of the episode we'll put we'll tack it on at the end and we'll talk about you know the finale and and what we thought about it and where it's gonna go um, but I guess just my general thoughts I really enjoy this one this season mm-hmm. this series I think it's the best of the three and I think it's the one where I think early on it was right on par with WandaVision and and, and and we talked about it before when we first started watching it when the season premiered. Um, but I think this one nailed the finale much better, much more. It nailed it hmm. in a way that I think WandaVision didn't. Um, but as a whole, I, I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, it's like, this is one, WandaVision is two, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like at the bottom, like nine or ten, right? Like, you know, in terms of, if it's like right. a lettering, it's like, this is A, WandaVision's B plus, Falcon is like C minus or D plus. It's like, Right. Take it over, right. So I haven't. I still haven't watched WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. This one, I can't. I, I'm just gonna have to wait. But like, I don't think I can properly. I don't think it is possible to properly rate this, and, and, and like, there's no way for me to explain this without you know giving away spoilers. So it's just gonna wait till the end. I enjoyed it a bunch. With that being said, I still don't know where I would rate it. Um... But I, like I said, it is definitely enjoyable. If you're into the MCU, 100% definitely watch. 
Um, the uh, everybody did a great job. Like Loki's one of those characters I never even really cared about. I don't think you know what I mean. Like like, like throughout the movies, he's just kind of been around. Mm. Um, but they do a very good job, like with that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they know somewhat that he's your main character, and you know we need to do a little sprucing up to make him like work. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I think they give him a little bit of that. Um, yeah. And I like. I was worried that the show was going to um, kind of like pull a Bucky a little bit, where it was going to go, "You're the hero now," and then it should be like, "You're a hero." No, but you can't. You're not a villain. You're a hero, and like be like, "No, you're just wrong. Your whole life you've been wrong. You're not this bad guy. You're a good guy. You you just didn't know it." And I'm glad the show doesn't do that at all. It goes, right. "No, you're the villain," and this is why. Especially even in yeah. the finale, you know, it's it stated. We're all villains here, right? Like, and I yeah. love that. I, th- I think it goes, this is what you are, and this is your nature, and you can't change, and it's like, I dare you to change your nature. Right. And, I mean, ultimately, we'll talk about it later, but I think that's so interesting, and I, I like that angle so much more than being, like, somebody coming up to him and being like, Loki, you're evil, but that's not who you really are. I can see inside you, right? Like, that's right. I think that's been done a billion times, and it's kind of boring. Yeah, 100%. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up, it doesn't really play into the show at all, but I mentioned it, I think an episode or two ago Mm. and, uh, you were like, send me the article and, and get back to me, which is that I read a thing that they were talking about how strong blade's going to be and how there was like a a hint in, in this. Right. Yep. Okay. So have you, did you find that article or read it or anything? No, I don't don't think I, no, I didn't get a chance to read it. Okay. So that's fine. It's, it's, so the thing is, it's one of those things where like. It, I feel like any other scenario, it would be a reach, right? Like, I'm like, like any other scenario and, and games, movies, anything, I'd be like, you're reaching for, you're grasping for straws here, right? Right. Then, like, and that's how I, when I first read it, that was my initial reaction. I was like, come on. And then, like, I immediately, like, not immediately, but within, like, a couple minutes of even reading that article, I was like, well, actually, now that I think about it, like. It, it it's such a deliberate thing to have done. Mm-hmm. Like, like it seems like a throwaway thing, but now that I think about it, you had to be so deliberate to do it to to make it work. So I feel like it it has to mean something. Mm-hmm. But basically, Mobius has a throwaway line to maybe uh, Renslayer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "We've," he says, "We've brought." He goes, we've brought in Titans, Kree, vampires. Why are these two Lokis such a problem? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, that if we know anything about Marvel Comics, that one, Titans are what Thanos was. Kree are, like, on par with Titans. We haven't really come across them, I don't think. Um, but, like, they're, in the comics, they're, like, one of the top villains, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, Kree, the Secret Titans. Wars. Yeah, they're yeah. in... Um... They're in uh, Mar- Captain Marvel, but it's very slight, right? Like it, right. it's not. They're not what they usually are, right? So those two things we know just from context of Marvel that they're absurdly strong. And then he throws vampires in with those two things. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about you know Blade, it's that he's literally a vampire without the negative qualities, right? Like yeah, like he is like God's perfect vampire. So like it's one of those things where I was like, that's a reach. But then the other part of me is like. Based on what we've, what we know about Marvel so far, like, 
they could have chose anything. They could have chose any three things for him to say. Because variants can be anything. You know what I mean? Right. They could get rid of hero variants because, like, they're just not doing what they're supposed to yeah. be doing. Like, so the idea that, like, the three things you describe as being, like, these big no-nonsense things that you're still able to take down and now these two small things are giving you problems are literally, like... What Thanos is, one of the other strongest things, and then you just offhandedly mention vampires, even though we've never seen one of those in MCU before. You know what I mean? Right. It's such a deliberate thing that I'm like, oh, so like apparently, you know, like Blade has to be strong, right? That has to be like what you're hinting at, um, to it's some like, degree. Yeah, it's like, um, they could have just done like a Rick and Morty monster, right? They could have been like Titans, Kree, uh, Glooper Snatchers. Right? Yeah. Like, they didn't have to say vampire, right? Right. They could have said that fucking cat thing from Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whatever the fuck it was. Chungus, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, was eating, like, just opened its mouth and it was, like, a giant fucking monster. When, exactly. When it was, like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So you could have like said anything like that. So it's, like, a very... You could have said we've taken Iron Man's... Thanos isn't, you know what I mean? Like, Spider-Man. Right. Like, be, like, and it's not a problem, but now these two Lokis are going to be a problem. But you specifically mentioned vampires, even though we've never even fucking seen one. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, a little, like, I, it's one of those things where I'm just like, now I'm happy. Like, I don't even know if it'll actually mean anything, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, Blade movie coming out. Like, <laughs> they didn't forget about it yet. Um, yeah. Because I, we haven't heard shit about that fucking movie. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that I just wanted to bring that back up now that I like read that article and I was like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about it at the end. But like Loki has me hyped for a bunch of stuff, so I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on from that for now, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about uh, the new album that dropped. Yes, uh, yep. Vince Staples by Vince Staples, self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were your thoughts? Um. I liked it okay. So it's supremely short. Um, you know, I, I got it on my phone and I was like, all right, let's see. And it said, you know, 10 songs, 22 minutes. It's literally like Holy an episode sh- of comedy. Hold on. You know what's funny though? Let me see something here. Mm. Boop, boop, boop. It'd be cool if my phone wasn't actively trying to screw me here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see if it tells me. It would be lit if it did, but I don't think it's gonna. <laughs> But, let's see, so that's 6, 7, 13, uh, 15, mm-hmm. 20. So, Daytona is 21 minutes and 8, or, yeah, 21 minutes and 8 seconds. It's only 7 songs, but Daytona by Pusha T right. um, was only 21 minutes. I didn't realize Vince's album was that short. Um, I think because uh, I just... I hadn't listened to it up until today, and so, like, I listened to, like, a couple songs on the way to work, and then, like, a couple songs on lunch, but I did notice I thought it was short, because I listened to the last bit of it while I was, uh, right before, like, I turned it on as I got in the shower, mm-hmm. and then I got out of the shower and noticed it was done, and I was like, what? Like, because like, I started on track, like, five or six before I yeah. got in the shower, and normally, like, something like that happens, like, oh, fuck, I lost track of time in the shower, like, I was in there forever. And right, I was like, right. but I wasn't. Like, I was in there for like ten minutes and blazed through like five songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's 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 it. I, I felt the same way when I was when I was listening to it um, early on this week. You know, when, when I listened to it, and then today I was like, you know, what? I'm listening to it a couple more times before uh, tonight, so I can you know talk about it. And I put it on, did a couple, you know, I put it on when I was doing some work, 
And then it like stopped playing, and I was like, "What the fuck? Did I like turn off the speaker? Or, like, did something happen?" And I looked, and it did like the thing where like album's done. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, damn, <laughs> right." Um, but overall, I, I liked it okay. I, I I I still think you know my favorite of his is uh, Big Fish Theory, just because I think that yeah. has such a unique bombastic sound, and I think. I'm glad that he didn't just you know, do that over and over and over and over because I think you know it would have been kind of like you know yeah like Kanye future. made fucking graduation three times in a row you'd be like uh, okay okay exactly or like future right like and yeah. I like Dirty Sprite too right but then some of the albums I'm just like oh okay more more of this <laughs> okay and so um, but for this I, I liked it it's it got that sort of like um, like pulpy smooth. Uh, West Coast sound, right? Like the theme song of GTA San Andreas, right? A little bit, like, like but not not as like high pitched, but it's it's got that like same like um, I can't explain it. There's like there's like a specific sound when you hear it. You're like, this is West Coast. Yeah. The so hmm. So I, the reason I got to it so late is because I have not stopped listening to Tyler the Creator's album. If I'm being 100 percent honest, like, I've just been <laughs> fucking listening to that like. Non-stop. And, like, it... I don't... I, I would have to look it up. Like, look up the track list. And there's a couple songs that I'm not, like... They just don't catch my ear quite enough. So, like, I don't know that I'd recognize which ones they were immediately. But I don't think... Now that I've listened to it more and more, I don't know that there's a skip on that album. Um, but anyways, I, I just have been listening to that album over and over again. That's why I didn't get to this one staple one as early mm-hmm. as I'd hoped. But... The number one thing I noticed, I was like, it's a unique sound, for sure. Like, this album sounds like this album, and pretty much that's it. But, like, I I just cannot get into the the muffled... Like, like is it just me, or does it sound like... It, it doesn't sound like we're hearing this as someone, like, rapping into a microphone to me. Like, it sounds like this is a recording of, like... This sounds like this is someone recording it playing off of a speaker. Ooh, interesting. Like, the the quality is so muffled, and, like... It's just such an odd thing. Like, all the... Even the beats sound, like, muffled. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. at least. Like, it, like, none of the horns or, like, none of the keys, drums. Like, it all just kind of blends a little too much for me. Right, um, especially because, um, you know, in Big Fish Theory, you it's like, bam, right? Every snare is, like, loud as fucking clear as shit. And you can hear him, like, so vividly and so clearly, right? right. On anything from, like, uh, what is it called? Back, back, and, and um, yeah, right? Like, like yeah. It, it's like, every, every his voice is so distinct. He's got that distinct voice. And I think you're right, and I, I think it's something that I, I don't think I'd noticed, right? Been able to put my finger on it until you just said it just now. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that, like, it's I'm going to say this, and I'm going to sound like old man, get off my yard, um, and it's not even the right term. It's just the first thing I could think of that I can kind of relate it to, which is that he almost, it's not, I'm going to say mumble rap, but it's not, like, he's not doing mumble rap shit exactly, but, like, the beat sounds muffled to me, and then the way he raps over it is a very, like, it'd be like if I recorded this whole episode, it was just like, yeah, this is Tyler I'm you know, just sitting over here. And like, like it's so laid back and not accentuated. Like, like it, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I'm trying to like 
without looking at the song name, there's law of averages. Uh-huh. Even the chorus, the sample on that one, if you think about it, like the woman singing in the background, I don't know what that sample is, but it's very clearly muffled. You know what I mean? Like it's it's toned down kind of like um through a tube is what it mm-hmm. sounds like to me. Yeah, like yeah. Slowed down, it sounds like you're catching it at the end of something, some other device. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like that versus something like, uh, what is it? North North Reside, like it, the very beginning of it was like, Bitch, you thirsty? Please grab Sprite. Like it's so like very clear, and the mm-hmm. beat is like very clear behind it. Yeah. And like Big Fish Theory, there's a couple times where he almost does that too with the voice, but then still the beat is like, like now that I'm thinking about Yeah Right, like he there's a couple spots I feel like in Yeah Right where he's kind of like laying back on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's not a, pushing as aggressively as he is for the whole song. But, like, the beat itself is still very, like, forward, like, here are the marks and the beats and the sounds that you're hearing. You know what I mean? Like, whereas this, it's, like, him laying back on it. But then also it's just kind of, like, all under this coat of just, like, haze, static. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like noise a little bit. It's, like, there's a tiny bit of white noise over the whole entire beat. And then on top of that, he's just kind of laying back and going along with it. And yeah. so it's just, like, this super weird feeling. And it's, like, the thing is, too, that could be something that works for people. You know what I mean? There could be a bunch of people that just super enjoy that. And I am just not one of them. Mm. Um, I like Vince Staples. Uh, and I don't, like, hate this album. Like, I'm not, like, cut that shit the fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, right. kind of like I said with the J. Cole one, it's, like, I don't know that there's a whole lot there to get me to come back. You know what I mean? Right, right, and I, and I think I feel the same way. I think, well, I do like it, and I think it's so fucking just like dense, right? It's like in terms of lyrics, kind of like Tyler's album. I think, right. kind of like J Cole's. Like I honestly haven't played any of J Cole's album since we talked about it when, like, back in May, right? Mm-hmm. Like I listened to it like for a week, maybe two weeks. We talked about it. Listened to like a week, couple of songs after that, but I haven't really, you know, I haven't been like, yo, it's summer, play that fucking J Cole, right? <laughs> Chop that fucking Jake Cole song. Yeah, right. It's Friday. I want to listen to some Jake Cole. Like, no, that's it's not Jermaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I feel like this is gonna be that too. Where like you know I played it this past week a bunch. I play. I'm gonna play it maybe like a few more times. And then by the time another album comes out, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Let me go listen to this other music, or let me go listen to this one. I feel like this is one that I'm gonna be playing on repeat all the time. Or I'm gonna go back to Tyler. Like you know. Yeah. So that's a. So I'm gonna ask this, and it's gonna sound like. I, I, I'm just trying to play the dick flute solo, but I'm not. Like, like, could you? What are your? Like, are you still listening to Tyler Creator's album? Like, it has it stuck with you more than you know some of the other releases that have come out recently, or maybe it's just something that I've stuck to more. I guess I... what I'm trying to feel if it's just me or if it's like kind of a mutual thing. No, I I, I like it. I I think I haven't had a chance to, um, because. I don't listen to music as much as I used to. I okay. think I think these days I have to make a purposeful effort to listen to music. Um, gotcha. Unless I'm in the car. If it's in, like, shuffle, if I'm driving or something, right? Like, if it's just right. playing with me and Sydney in the car. Um, it used to be a lot easier for me to get into music, to listen to music, because um, I would be in the office in my old job, and I would be on my phone, but then my phone would start to run at low on battery, and so I would have to, you know 
plug it into the power cord and because I didn't have music I was like well let me plug into Spotify on my laptop and I would have that running as I worked you know so gotcha. for eight hours you know six or seven eight hours a week or a day I would you know have a podcast and then I would switch from a podcast to like right. uh, music and so basically we listen to like four hours of music pretty much every day and so I would listen to old music new music blah 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 and these days it's a lot rarer for me to listen to music so like when I listen to Tyler when I listen to this I have to make an effort to like consciously like be like all right putting this on, having it on while I do this, putting it on while I drive, right? Yeah. Um, so I haven't been able to go back to Tyler yet as much, but I think, you know, it'll be one of those things where, like, if it's on shuffle in the car, I'll be like, ooh, let me turn this one up. Or like, ooh, I really like Lumberjack. Or like, ooh, let me listen to this, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? And another thing for me is I've listened to this once. So take everything I say with a grain of salt because if I listen to it three more times, I might feel differently. But um, that same kind of sound that I'm talking about, like, it's the same thing we talked about with um, J. Cole's earlier self-produced stuff and uh, that I have with a lot of like future stuff. And and the future thing may just me be me not being in touch with that. Cause, uh, but like when too much of this album sounds like it can blend together, it you gotta, it's weird because like, graduation it all sounds like it fits right like you hear that sound and you're like that sounds like an album but like the songs don't sound the same to me if that makes sense like they they, no yeah yeah they have the same aesthetic but they don't sound the same it's very hard i mean you know it's it's not fair but it's like you know good to compare it to this but like good kid mad city is the same thing where it has like this distinct sound and i guess you know we're naming classic albums like to pimp a butterfly like that has a very specific sound like we're we know yeah. when you hear a to pimp a butterfly song you know what it is but yeah you can easily pick out every to pimp a butterfly song you're never like mm. which one is this like, right and even something that's not even like i would consider a classic but it's close um nothing was the same like drake's nothing was the same i think it's the same thing where it all has that 40 sound and i think it's the one that's like his most signature r&b dreamy oh, okay. type gotcha. i think but i i think it I don't know. It's hard because sometimes I feel like, you know, an album doesn't have to have that. Like, so right. I was listening to, this isn't hip hop, but I was listening to, um, Taylor Swift's red. And that thing is like 17 songs or 18 songs. It is big. It is packed. But like half of them are like super poppy and half of them she's still doing country because it's like right before she pivoted fully. And Mm -hmm. it's her best album. And it's just fucking jam packed with a bunch of songs that kind of go all over the place. It shouldn't work. Right. And I'm trying to think of a hip hop album that's kind of like that where it's just like big and it's like a classic and it just kind of. Honestly, like this is terrible. Um, I, I kind of feel that way about late registration a little bit where mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, it, uh, Hmm. I, I think out of all of his albums, that's the one that I think yeah. is the most finally big. famous. Maybe that one's just like, it's big and it's all singles and they're just fucking bangers. Like, you know what I right. mean? Like, like that's a classic album. And then also those do kind of sound like they should be on the same album, but like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of an album where it feels disjointed and it's still just like it's so the great. music is so good that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. And I guess I, I, late registration is probably the closest I can get. The closest like, thing, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It, you're so all over the place with that album because that has what Drive Slow, Hey Mama, Hey Mama, Rose's like, Gold Digger, Gone, Blade. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's all this addiction. It's all this crate. Like none of it is really the same. But they're all so good that you're just like, well, doesn't matter. Like, it's, I guess that's a good example. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. 
But I also think that it makes it more difficult for your album to be great without it. Right. Or, or yes. hmm. would, would, do I think it makes it more difficult or do I think it makes it more impressive? Or maybe maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe, I mean, maybe I think the it fact go either that way. you are able to do this without like this coherent through line. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this shit is so just undeniably good that it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right, right. And, like, Taylor Swift's later stuff, like, her next album after Red is it's called 1989, and that's, like, full-blown, like, every single song is kind of, like, her in, into this sort of New York bohemian, like, pop, right? right. And um, it, did, it was good. It won awards, and people like it. But I, I think in terms of just how people feel about it, it's not as highly regarded as Red, which is much more, like I said, much more of kind of everywhere, Right. Um, it's kind of like a tipping point from when she sort of pivoted from one to the other and it kept has its feet in both things. But, it, you know, it shouldn't work, right? Because right. people should have been like, well, I like the pop songs, but the country songs should have been cut. But I don't think people feel that, that way about it at all. And so I think it's, it's, I, I think, you, you, I, I mean, it's kind of, it, it kind of, you, you go, um, I'm going to say, it's kind of uh, like, duh, that you go, you just have to be a really good artist and make good music. <laughs> because it's like, you know, because you can make an a, a, an album that sounds all the same and have it sound like shit because every song sounds the same as each other. Or you can have one where it's like, it sounds the same, but it's like a consistent sound. But then you can also have an album that's like disjointed and has a bunch of crap all thrown in at once and have it not work. Right, like a Chris Brown album with, like 40 fucking songs. <laughs> right, and it's just like, all right, bro, like, what the fuck is this, right? Like, here, let me look through. But um, I mean, basically, like, the answer is just make good music, which is like... Duh, but you know, I guess that's easier said there's than no, done. I think, it, yeah, I think it's it's good to point out that there's no like, there's no like tried and true obvious formula, right? There's no like, oh, like this is how you do it, and so anybody can, you know, anybody that's decent can do it. It's like, no, you still have to be like supremely talented, and you have to have such an ear for it that you can make it work no matter what. And I think that's one thing you like. To me, it's impressive anytime someone puts out more than one album that someone could be like holy shit like that's so impressive because you know maybe you can bottle that magic once yeah but for you to sit there and bottle it over and over and over again you know what i mean like that's again that's my thing with kanye it's like the the fact that you did it so many fucking times is just the, one of the most incredible things ever to me you know what do i mean you- do you think uh, the I feel like the life of Pablo is kind of also like that, like disjointed, like it's just. A, but that one has like that with this weird like schizophrenic sound where it like jumps from one thing to another halfway through a song, and I think it, yeah, the life of it, Pablo is very disjointed. I just it, it is a clear rung below everything else, everything before it. To right, me. you right. know what I mean? Like like it is the gap or it is the bridge between like everything that was great, and mm-hmm. then there this thing happened, and it could just be timing. But, like, even going back listening to it, like, the songs that are there that I love are great. And then there's just a lot of weird shit going on that I'm, like, just not super into. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like why do we have that Max B interlude? You know what I mean? Like, what do you? What, <laughs> what does that really do for the album? Suffer, suffer in the flesh. <laughs> right. Uh, um, the Blueprint. The Blueprint. Yeah. I, that, that one, I think, is one where sometimes I put it on and I'm like, it's kind of... He gets a bunch of producers. You can hear the ones that are Kanye and the ones that aren't Kanye. And you kind of go, like, all right, this isn't, like, as cohesive or as through but it's a classic right like every single right. song is a fucking awesome so I, I think that's another one where it's like a little bit all over the place but it just kind of clicks and it works also like there's a it's just a different type of because the thing is like Jay-Z's probably one of the best rappers of all time that 
He has never, to me, other than like probably the blueprint and maybe, I've I, I've never sat down to really give reasonable doubt like a lot of listen. You know what I mean to like mm-hmm. hear it as an album on its own, but like the black album's close. But like just the 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 magic in a bottle, right? Like there are bangers on Blueprint Three. You know what I mean? There's bangers on American Gangster, right? But like that that like holy sh- the the sense of awe like you know what i mean like the first time you hear good kid mad city and you just do all the way through you're like what the fuck like <laughs> like that it, it felt like it washed over you and like that's not there on a lot of jay-z albums you know what i mean there's something special about being able to just fucking nail it you know what i mean yeah and that's one thing that's one thing i love about Pusha t is that like while it's you know it's all fucking drug rap like to me darkest before dawn and daytona recently are like so fucking tight you know what i mean like it's like oh we fucking nailed it like we we knew exactly what we were trying to do we made it sounds different but like it all kind of fits and it's like you came here for this and this is what we fucking gave you and we gave you like a great version of it and so it's just like it's nuts when that happens and and going all the way back that's what this is missing right it like it all sounds the same it has the same aesthetic and it's just for some reason, it doesn't have that uh, tightness for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's there's something, and I I, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. But like, it's that little bit like, both figuratively and literally, like it kind of sounds like there's a, just a layer of noise over everything. And like, I kind of get that feeling, figuratively talking about the album as a whole, right? It's like the vision was there, and I could see it, but it's blurry. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. and so, like, you, you, I feel like he was close, but for whatever reason, it just didn't like grab me like I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and and you know, there's nothing wrong with having a fucking catchy hook or chorus. Like, they the the best songs have those for a reason. So, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's not like I said, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. Also, the one dig I did mention that I want to come back to though is that like. Boy, when I hear a future album, I'm just like, I fuck, I couldn't tell you when one song starts and one ends. Like, it, like, like if and, I don't hear words I recognize, I'm like, I, this could be fucking track three or eight. Like, I don't and, know when they happened. Like, and it's so bizarre because, like, I cons- I, I love Dirty Sprite two. So the 2015's mm-hmm. Dirty Sprite two, I think, is one of my favorite albums like ever. And it's so interesting because I, I don't think he ever. I mean, ever since then, he's had a couple albums. People really like Hendrix, and they like the other one. I think it's called, like, Future. I think it's a self, an eponymous yeah. one. And people really like those, two. I don't really like those. And then he had, like, some other ones. Like, one's called, like, Evil or something, or, like, The Wizard or some shit. Yeah. Um, but I, that, those didn't really click with me. But, like, Dirty Sprite 2 has, like, you know, I Serve the Bass, Where You At, with Drake, Thought It Was a Drought, Stick Talk, Slave Master, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what was the other one? Real, sis- <laughs> Real Sisters, you know? Like fucking songs that I play all the time and I'm like these are awesome and they're so fucking cool but then everything after that I just I don't feel like I, I, I don't know like I'm like half of me goes like wait is it me that I just don't like future like that anymore or is it that just that he hasn't made anything as good as you know that album right and I'll, I need to go back and try and listen to Dirty Sprite too because like I remember when I listened to it when it came out the thing is like I, I don't like I didn't like a lot of those radio singles either you know what mm-hmm. i mean like just for whatever reason like they, they just didn't do it for me i wasn't super crazy about them so 
maybe because I didn't recognize the singles as well as I should have, like, it mm-hmm. all just flowed together for me. Like, I was just like, yeah, it's all just fucking in a line. And, you know, like, I'd listen to it. Let's put it this way. You could put it on shuffle and repeat, and I would have had no idea. Right. Like, like, you could have just been like, I could hear the same song twice in, in four, like, I could hear one song twice in, in a matter of four songs and probably not notice. And, and or, or you could just fucking play me them completely out of order, and I don't know that I would notice. Um, but that could also just be, like, at the time. Because there have been radio singles that, like, after they're not on the radio so much, I go back and I'm like, alright, this is not bad. Like, for whatever reason, like, I just got tired of fucking hearing the one part I managed to catch every time, and then I just shut it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I heard, like, I wouldn't pay attention to any of the song. I heard the catchy hook, and I was like, God damn, this fucking thing again? And I was just like, shut it up. Cut that shit the fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, give Dirty Sprite a listen. Um, I really enjoyed it, but, again, it's like, I look back and I look at that album, like, this is so fucking good. And then I go, wait, is it just because of where I was listening to it, where I was, and what I was That's doing true. in my like, life? Like, the fact that you don't, it could go both ways, right? It could be that, like you just weren't into the other ones because of where you were. Or it could just be that, like, the only reason you enjoyed this one is because of just how things were in the moment when it dropped. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that, that could be that could be the reason why you're that into it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting thought. Um, I'll have to go back and check that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, real quick, out of ten, Vince Staples' album? Uh, six. Yeah, I'd say five. Yeah. Like, it, like it's the most like, take it or leave it to me. Like I like, right? If you if if I put that on a playlist, you're like absolutely. Let's put it this way: if Spotify was like, sorry, it's all taken down with copyright claims, I'd be like, eh, like, <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah. But like, I'm just hoping that I mean I know he tries to always reinvent his sound, which is awesome. I appreciate it. Yep. Just I would 100%. like one more one more Big Fish Theory type album if he could. That would be awesome. So you say that, but then if he reinvents the sound and this shit's like uh, just this completely different thing, you'll be like, never mind, I'm cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, exactly. Like, like, so. like, with Kendrick, I'm not necessarily like, I need another good kid in Mad City. I'm just like, whatever you do, because like, damn is completely different from To Pippa Butterfly, is completely different from Good Kid Mad City. Right. But he's right. shown me that he can consistently do it at a high level enough that I'm like, whatever, like, whatever you give me, I'll be here. Like, yeah. So it's like, I guess it's like, you know, well, we'll be here. Just, yeah. uh, just let do me what know. you can. Just, yeah, just do what you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so five, six out of ten. Not, and it's like, I'm trying to get this, but it is the least <laughs> disrespectful five out of ten I think I've ever given anything. Like, I there's nothing I hate about it. I'm just like, there's, I, I don't know why. Like, it's just, it's just there. It's not <laughs> a jam. It's any other random YouTube video that's out there that I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it holds the same value to me at this point. Um, which actually is pretty disrespectful to say of someone's like, intricate work <laughs> someone's like i put so much time in this you're like that it might as well just be another fucking random video i've never seen that that is kind of disrespectful um but yeah that's where i'm going with that uh do you want to talk about these emmy nominations at all or do you want to push that i was gonna say we can uh skip that and just go straight to, to the, the the um we can the, touch the on final the final act the um wait do you mean loki or did you mean uh shohei otani I was thinking Loki, but we can also briefly talk about Shohei Otani if you want. Yeah, just because I, I, I think it's, it, well, I, I want to talk about First it. First of I all, think... it's a problem that he needs a translator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, MAGA, Stephen A. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about it, I wanted to t- touch on it because it was the all-star uh, 
all-star game this week and the home run derby and stuff. And I think neither of us are really huge baseball fans. I think we've talked about it before. Um, but it's so fascinating hearing about him and sort of what he's doing. And you touched on him, I think, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, when we were talking about Mike Trout yeah. and this guy <laughs> who was like, he's pitching like insanely well and he's also hitting. Yeah. And not just hitting. That's the thing. That's the, so that's the he's crazy fucking thing, right? bombing him too. He's bombing <laughs> him, right? Like it's not just that he has like ten home runs. It's he's that he's leading the majors in home run. Right. Right. Exactly. Like he's not just doing hits, right, and right. pitching well. He, it's not that he's pitching okay and he's hitting bombs. It's that he's pitching really well and he's fucking hitting home runs and he's leading the the, the major leagues in home runs. And I right. think, um, you know, I, I put uh, this uh, five thirty eight uh, uh, article on here, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you know, he wraps up. He's like. Otani's 2021 will almost certainly go down as the best two-way season in the AL or NL since Babe Ruth, if not rank even higher. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like, imagine saying something like, hey, not just like, hey, we're, you're doing something that hasn't been done since, like, one of the best players of all time. Is that you haven't done something in one of the best players of all time in a sport that has so many games and has so many people, right? Right. There's there's a hundred... First of all, it's the most oppressive thing ever is to say that any sport has 162 games. Is that not insane? Like, that. that's like... that. That's like if... I, let's put it this way. Whenever I've ever talked to, like about the random questions, like, if you could be a professional in any sport, which would you choose, Right. My answer has never been baseball. I don't care how much money there is. Like, I can't imagine cramming 162 games into fucking however many days a season lasts for. Right? Like, that's just fucking... Like, how do you do... It's literally... During the season, it can't be anything other than, like, travel, play baseball. Travel, play baseball. Like, and I know they do them in series, so you don't have to travel as much. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You play the same team three times in four days. It's mm-hmm. like, god damn! Like I can't, I can't get more than. There's no way they have more than like two days off in a row ever. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, yeah. That's just fucking. And, you just and they so take many... forever. They, a baseball game takes forever. It's like, right, bro. And I'd... go ahead. You know what I was gonna say? And with you know, with that many chances. The stuff that he's doing should have happened a long time ago. Exactly. Right? Also, the sport's just been around for forever. You know what I mean? Like, right. baseball has been around for such a long time. It's just fucking insane. And, like, also, it's a thing that's done... Isn't it weird that baseball is America's pastime, but, like, out of all the sports that happen in America, like, I feel like baseball has, like... Is the one that has leagues that are probably the closest to what we have here, if that makes sense. Like... There's no league in the world that is close to the NBA, right? Right. There's no league in the world that is close to the NHL. The NHL one's hilarious to me because, like, none of the the players, like, such a small amount of the best players in the NHL are actually American. But, like, it's just, like, you can make a lot of money here, so it's, like, the best, the, yeah. the best hockey league is here, even though we're not, like, the hotbed. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... Like, Russia is who usually is, like, Russia, Canada are usually out here competing for gold Olympics. And we're just kind of like, uh, we have the fighter's chance, right? Like, but, like, we're still the premier NHL league. Um, baseball, there's nothing like it. Football is just fucking who gives a shit. Nobody else cares in the world. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, baseball, like, the Japanese baseball league, I'm not a super huge baseball fan. So someone that is a baseball fan could be like, you're fucking stupid. 
and I would just be like, maybe. Um, but like, it's when when the best Japanese players come over, it seems to basically straight up translate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when we get the best European player in, in basketball, that shit could just be a dud. You know what I right. mean? Like, like you can get, you can be like, oh look, he looks so good in the European professional leagues. He's been Ricky Rubio, been playing there since he was like fucking ten as a professional. And it's like he came over here, and it's like you weren't bad, but like you didn't really, didn't really do a whole lot. Whereas baseball, it seems like if you're a fucking just pro in Japan, and they bring you over, you're still gonna be good here. You know what I mean? It, Cuba, like Dominican Republic, Cuba, like all these. I was gonna say Latin America. I don't. Is that is that the correct yeah. way to do? Okay, all these Latin American countries that it's super big in, like. They can basically translate. Now, I, I still think your general baseline is probably higher here. You know what I mean? Like, like the average baseball player is probably better here than it is in those places. Yeah. But, like, it's weird that this is the one that's, like, America's pastime. And it's the one that's also, like, the most competitive other places. Like, to me, it's just, I don't, I don't know why that's always kind of popped into my head. But, like. Also, it's, like, one of the ones that's doing the worst in America, like, visually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the one people are like, baseball's going to die soon, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, and f- ever since, you know, steroids have kind of been pushed out, we need the, 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 the fucking sport needs somebody like him, somebody who's kicking ass, mm-hmm. who isn't, you know, I know Mike Trout does really well, but it's, like, nobody, you know, the dude could be walking down the street. I'm like, that guy kind of looks well, like Well, that's the other but- thing is that's, like, I, I've read articles and like I don't I, I don't know the situation intimately in any sort of way, but like I don't know if it's a matter of Mike Trout or if it's a matter of MLB, but like I, I think I read that it's basically Mike Trout is like I like I'm cool with how things the way they are. Like I, I don't want to like be in commercials all the time. I don't want to like go out of my way to be the face of the MLB. And I feel like MLB is like oh, fucking please, like, like, like please, I'm a life support. <laughs> <laughs> Please, man. Um, Help me. So maybe, oh, yeah. <laughs> Help me. Um, I think, yeah, and I think maybe Otani will be, and maybe he'll take up the mantle and he'll be like the next big thing. Or you know, Right, I'm, and I'm that's why it's a problem that he uses translators. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Full circle, baby. Um, we can wrap up, you know, the talk with him just kind of with this paragraph that kind of is fucking nuts. Um so there's a there's a, a stat called I don't know if it's war W A R that I think I've heard a lot wins just, above replacement. So that means yeah. like the amount of wins they think that you contribute to a team above a average replacement level player is I believe how that stat yeah. is basically defined. And he is on pace for eleven point seven per one sixty two games as of this year. Six point seven as a position player, five point zero as a pitcher. And right. that would be an ast- astronomical tally. None of teammate Mike Trout seasons have reached that level. Mike Trout, who's like right. supposed to be the best but People player. were like, yeah, until literally this guy came over, they were like, this dude is the best to ever fucking touch a baseball bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It hasn't been done since, since Barry Bonds in 2002, and no player in AL or NL history has even come close to producing five WAR on both sides of a ball in the same season. Ruth's best two-way season saw him put up 6.0 as a batter and 3.0 as a pitcher. And one of his last seasons before becoming a full-time outfielder. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing is that, like, 
I remember because I don't follow it super close. I remember asking. I think it was my dad. I was like, like I, I remember hearing the stats and like. I just know, I don't know. Like I guess it could be different now, but I remember hearing his ERA and like you, there's kind of like a general baseline of like. I feel like if you're anywhere around three, like you're you're pretty good, because that, that means you know. However many innings you pitch, stretch over nine, you only gave up three hit, three runs. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and I like, and his I feel like at one point was like two point five, right? And so I like knew he was a good pitcher. Like, yeah. so, so that was like the thing I knew. I was like, he is a good pitcher, and I heard he was a good hitter, and I was like, okay, like you know what I mean? Like, first of all, go to the National League. Pitchers can't hit for shit. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like knowing he's a good pitcher and hearing he can hit in my head is like, oh, you're a good pitcher and an average batter. You know what I mean? That's like the image that was painted in my head for that I painted in my own head hearing that. Yeah. And then I had heard like at one point it was like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is leading the league at home runs. Three days later, it was like Shohei Otani has overtaken Vlad Guerrero for the leader in home runs. I was like, huh? Like what? I didn't even know he was in the conversation. Holy shit. Like what the fuck are you trying to tell me right now? My man's, out here striking people out and just banging them out the park on the other end. It's Because I, I think, that, yeah, the first time I heard about him or that I, you know, heard somebody, like, say, hey, this guy's, like, the real deal was you was when you were brought it up a couple of weeks ago. Because so we, I think we were talking about, like, Mike Trout, about how having a good we were player talking about the how the team. Yeah, we were talking Yeah, the player on the shitty team, and we talked about how the Angels have, like, two completely generational talents. And, like, it was the, the fake headline was, like, Mike Trout uh, brings his batting average up to 500 as Sayotani completes a feat that's not been done since 1920 as the Angels lose 9-4. to <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so, like, it, and it's a fucking shame that they're on the Angels. Just, yeah, just wasting your talent, Randy. <laughs> uh, like, you just, fuck, you gotta... Trade him or push for a championship. Like the, I don't know what the answers are in baseball. It's not quite as easy. I feel like there's a lot more of like how you build your team to make that happen. But like, right? You, or like, do, do something. Or like, just drain him dry of every potential thing. Like, have like Sh- Shohei Otani like bobble nights every other night. <laughs> fucking sell all his jerseys at half off. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, so that's Shohei Otani. He's just absolutely out of fucking control. Um, and he seems to be kind of personable. Like, that that's the one thing Mike Trout I don't think has. And it's not to say that Mike Trout seems like a dickhead or something, you know what I mean? But it's just like, if you don't give us much, then we don't have much to go on. And it kind of seems like Shohei Otani's a little more willing to, you know, act, cut up, you know, say right. things be in the public eye be like more. charming right like he's, right you know it's like Kawhi and Giannis right yeah exactly Kawhi and Giannis that's a perfect example of like you know Kawhi's just here Kawhi's, Kawhi's here so he doesn't get fined he just sits there he gives you straightforward answers a little fucking ha 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 like his fucking robot laughing <laughs> and then fucking moves on whereas Giannis is okay like cutting up a little bit you know what I mean it's a little mm-hmm. more fun a little more endearing um yeah so that, that was that was definitely a good analogy there um, but I guess we'll, we'll end, uh, this part of the episode on that. Yeah. Um, if you want to catch me you can catch me at team money bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at evercastro 92. If you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at dip animals pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly different animals podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as always, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Peace. Now that we're done with that, let's dig into Loki a little more. We're talking about Kang, bitch. We're talking about <laughs> Kang. All right. So we, I was asking you about him because I, I, so I knew that Jonathan Majors, who is the actor who plays Kang in this episode, but they never name him. They just name him the, the He Who Remains, right? Right. But throughout the episode, he goes, you know, um, there were many of me, and they were called many things like God, conquerors, conquerors, and he says conqueror like three times. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, oh, okay, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And so I knew he was cast in Ant Man, and no, Ant Man and the Wasp: Colon Quantum Mania, and I think that's the next Ant Man. I think two or three years, and he's the main bad guy in that one. And so I always heard when when he was cast, they were like, "Oh shit! Oh, he's gonna play Kang! Oh my god!" Kind of like similar, basically almost approaching Josh Brolin being cast as Thanos, where it's like, "Oh shit, that's good cast! Oh my gosh, because we need somebody really good for that." Right. Um, and so I knew he was coming in that movie, and early on in the series when they were talking about the timekeepers and shit, people would be like, "Is it Kang? Could it be Kang?" And I was like, "Well, that means that they would have to get Jonathan." majors in here to talk about it or he right. would have to like pop up for it i don't know if they're gonna have him and so then i was like the finale i was like oh I'm, I'm gonna see if he's in this and then literally literally an hour before i got off work to watch the episode somebody tweets out man so cool what jonathan majors does in that episode i'm really excited to see what he does next i was like oh you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's Son what i get for bitch. waiting until after work the day the episode is released not even 24 fucking hours <laughs> yeah which is also what i did um so all right, so this could also play into it a little bit, but like, I'm not familiar with Kang the Conqueror at all. Mm. Like, yeah, comics wise, I have zero background. Yeah, I also didn't know he was cast in Ant Man, and I had seen none of the rumblings um, that it was a big deal. So, the reason why I said I couldn't give Loki a, a, a rating, right, is that I think. Knowing that King of the Conqueror is a big deal and that that is probably the lead up into... My guess is King of the Conqueror is going to play a Thanos type deal, right? Whereas like, he is the fucking problem for a phase or two. Yes. I mean, I'm hoping that, that he's the big bad. I think it'll be... Maybe? It's hard to know right yeah, now. Yeah, it's hard to know. But yeah. if that's the case, I'm super into it. Right? Like, I... like. That was done super well. My problem with being able to rate this show correctly is that I think not knowing anything, and the perfect way to gauge this is my wife, who didn't know any of King the Conqueror or anything, got to the end of the finale and didn't realize that was the season finale. Like, she, like I was like, that's it. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, we're, we're done. Like, we're not getting anything else. And, like... After the credits, you learn, Loki, season two. But, like, the yeah. thing is, is, like, the end of season one does not resolve any of the shit that's happened up until this point. Like, to me. Like, we... Loki himself, like... I don't know what the fuck it... His whole thing was that, like... I thought it seemed like we were trying to get him out of the TVA and into... As Mobius says, like, I hope you find what you're looking for. Right, yeah. like, like, and then we don't. Like, we get the Sylvie moment, which also kind of plays a part in, in 
in uh you know in what he's looking for but like she pushes him out the window but that doesn't even feel final right like that to me that doesn't feel final at all like there's despite her betraying him in that moment it doesn't feel like that's over it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like an ultimate betrayal to me where like Loki will not forgive her for doing this and I don't think it's supposed to so like it, I just don't know that this finale does anything for the show itself. I think this finale hamstringed the show itself in order to get people more into the movies. Yeah. With yeah, that I being think... said, I am more into the movies now. So, like, it did its objective there, but I think if we're looking at the show as a contained unit, I feel like that finale did a large disservice to the show. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's so true. I-, I think all the criticisms that I've seen about the episode, I think literally all of them have been that. That I think that 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 they paid a price to get people hyped for the multiverse by basically having your main character have what would you how many how how, how much does Loki talk do you think in that episode and in, in his titular show he maybe talks none. Like, 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 oh, I mean, like... Uh, two minutes? Yeah. At the end, legit. when he comes in and he's like, Mobius, Mobius! Oh, the, we saw the guy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is his show. Right, right. He's the one right. in the in the in the little conflict between him and Sylvie. That's right. like And that is even more action than talking. You know what I right. mean? Like, so it's like, yeah, you get legit probably... If I had to put an actual estimate on it, seven minutes? Right. Of how long are the episodes? Like an hour? Yeah, like I think like 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. Like seven. You know what was the one thing that I was like, uh, okay? Like that was an odd choice. Like the one thing where I could literally in that moment, again, me, fucking doofus TV watcher who like never thinks it thing critically until like way after the fact and is just along for the ride while I'm watching it. The one thing where I was immediately like, huh? A little bit was like, <sighs> Moby says, I hope you find what you're looking for in there. Q miss minutes saying I can give you all of the throne, all of blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like you can both. And the thing is, is that even if you, so he's like, you know, you can rule, you can beat the Avengers, you can beat Thanos and be a god. You know what I mean? Like, like she says all that, right? And it's like, okay, that's old Loki. Then she says, and Sylvie, you can do all this, and then you two can be together, like. That is the thing that you're like, oh, that's that's the tempting part, right? Like, right. Because we know that Loki isn't just going to give in to the throne, right? Like, that's kind of the whole thing is it's about growth a right. little bit. So, like, you throw that out there. That makes sense for him to just be like, nope. And, like, even still, it probably shouldn't be that easy. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't just be like, nope. But, like, when he she threw in, like, you and Sylvie can be together, like, in the timeline. There is still no hesitation. From Loki himself. Like, Sylvie, I get. Because your whole thing is you've been trying to get revenge for your whole life. Loki's just like, onward. Like, like there's got... Where's the conflict? Like, there's no right, way right. that this didn't he tempt should... you at all. And he's just like, whatever. Kicks her away. Right, right. It's kind of like when people go... In Star Wars, when the, the Kylo Ren, he goes, you know, leave it all behind. Burn it. Join me, right? And he puts out his hand. And Ray puts up her hand, and you, you go, "Oh my God, she's gonna, she's gonna do it," and then she doesn't, right? Because then right. she like, she, you think she's gonna go, and then she thinks about it. You see it in her face, and then she goes, "No," 
and you can see read in her eyes, and then she reaches for his lightsaber, right, and tries to force pull it toward her. And you go, oh, okay, good, 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 right. I think you're so right. I think the whole point is that, you know, if there's no hesitation, then it's like, like you said, there's no drama. It's kind of like watching a fight scene and nobody gets bloody. It's like, well, where are the stakes, right? Where is the, the extra, like, right. magic? And, and on top of that, the whole point of that scene is, like, that's the growth we're looking for, right? It's like we're yeah. looking for that level of, like, just, like, has he changed? Because the thing is, is like you said, it, they didn't do the, no, you were a hero all along. They're like, no, you are a villain, but, like, you're not irredeemably so. You know what right. I mean? Like, can you change? Right, right. and that seems to be what we tackle. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. why I think the character breakdown uh, between Mobius and Loki, even looking back now, is even better, right? Like, that first episode of them, like, yeah. literally breaking down what this character is to his core is extremely important because that's what we're dealing with for the rest of the show. Yeah, and then it, it, I think that it culminates in that final bit where... That is just so lackluster, where he's just like, whatever, like... Fuck the timekeeper, like, you know what I mean? Like that's like... yeah. Well, well, I was gonna say just before that when she goes, yeah. He's like, well, so what? What happens? And he goes, well, you know, you can't trust, and I can't be trusted. Yeah, and like, that's, that's like yeah, that's that like the peak. The... That 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 yeah, that's like right. where it ends right there. That's when they both go, well, and I, I think that was earned. But you're right. Yes, I think that well, was and, earned. And... But like, I just don't know why they didn't put more weight there. Like to me, it yeah. seems. Let's put it this way: you leave everything else in the show exactly the same. And then when she asks that questions, he's conflicted. It it just makes it better. Like, there's no reason for him to not be conflicted there. Because it's not like we're trying to say, all right, so if you didn't have the whole thing with him and Sylvie being together, and she's just like, you can rule it, and he's not conflicted, or acts conflicted, you're like, that's weird, because I thought we already moved past this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we had the almost Nexus triggering moment on Lamentis. I thought we were past this. You know what I mean? But it'd be weird if he was like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, killing the Avengers sounds great. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be weird. But you offered him a lifetime with the person that he has clearly gained feelings for. And she has also clearly, to some degree, gained feelings for him. You know what I mean? Like, there should have been some conflict there. And it's just yeah. like, nope. Get the stupid fucking clock out of my face. <laughs> I, think, I think it's also like, that, that, that also is a result of just film, the filmmaking of it. Um... I think, you know, I don't think the show had a lot of close-ups. I think if you go back and you you look at um, all the conversations and you think you look back at how they were filmed, it's basically they're all kind of filmed at this like like a toddler angle. Like if it's like a toddler like at hips weight was looking up at them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. all the – if you like you go back and just uh, – if anybody's standing up, whether it's in the, the judge's room yeah, or anywhere in the TVA. The, off the top of my head, Lamentis, after that fucking thing blows up, the episode ends with a camera, toddler height, looking up at Loki, looking up at the thing exploding. Right. And, and I think there's, – but there's not a lot of close-ups. I think – Right. I, I think it's just the filmmaking thing. Kind of like um, – I don't know if you remember this. This is like – I think like one of the first episodes or like a first episode we did this or maybe like episode number two where I talked about how 1917, the the, the finale or the, the climax is drained of its power because it doesn't have cuts. Right. Where in a normal movie it goes, sir, stop the attack. And there would have been like – like ten seconds would have been stretched out over like two minutes. It would have been right. like the it would have been like the, the moment in the Dark Knight where they're about to the, the guy's about to turn the bomb, and it just like, what I'm sure it took like thirty seconds of real time takes like five minutes, and that that fucking screeching sound is going, yeah, right. And I think it, it's the same here where I think 
if they would have been able to have more close-ups and to take their time, we probably would have gotten like a super close-up of his face where you see every single thought of him going and being like, well, maybe. And then he like looks over at her and like a super close-up of her face. And then maybe she like reaches for her knife because she thinks she's going to take it, right? Like just stuff that, that the show hasn't done already. So it would look kind of out of place if they, you know, the whole show is filmed, like I said, like at a toddler's angle looking up at them. And then it's, it starts to go like close-ups or quick cuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I, I think they just, they probably wanted to, A, they probably wanted to, and then they were like, come on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get to the guy. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Kevin Feige was like, all right, all right enough of this lucky bullshit. We gotta set up phase four. Yeah. And then also, you know, they just didn't employ the, 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 the technical things that were needed to, to give that moment, like you said, more weight, more like, hmm, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna, is he gonna flip? I don't know. Also. For something that should be as suspenseful as it was to me, mm-hmm. well, sorry, it should have been suspenseful. To me watching it, the whole getting up to the office felt like the most flat, just like fucking, okay, thing ever to me. Like it is an omnipotent, uh, as far as we know, omnipotent being that has now caused this problem and you're up for revenge and literally. What happens is they see him, they they open the elevator, they stand there with their knives pointed out, they walk with their knives pointed out, they stand in the elevator with their knives pointed out. Like, they they go up, she takes, like, one slash, she disappears, she takes, I think, like, one more, he, you know, moves. It's like, ha, ha, ha. But, like, even after the ha, 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 there's no, like, oh, what the fuck are we gonna do? It's just, like, they're both just still standing there with the fucking knives out. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, like why does this feel so stale to me? Did it did yeah. it feel that way to you or is it just me? That I think is just a uh, I feel like that was a product of just like having a TV budget. I think if this was a movie, or like a, the Loki movie, and he finally makes it to the end and he's like, "You are the the all-powerful uh, the he who remains," right? I mean, and you see if you it, in the movie you would have gotten like this huge like CGI background thing and you see it for a little bit right at the beginning when you see all of the worlds streamlined into that one timeline and yeah. it looks fucking amazing and then they go in, and then the credits hit Loki and then they go inside. I think uh, if they would have had money uh, uh movie money, they probably would have been able to do it and it would have looked kind of like um you know the climax of Doctor Strange where he yeah. goes to Dormammu and he has like I like to bargain and there's like yeah. so many fucking colors everywhere and it looks like like the it looks like the darkest part of space like you, you your brain's going to break if you even look at it kind of stuff right mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what we would have gotten if it would have been Loki the movie but whenever they went into that room and i'm like wow this looks like a haunted house in any haunted house movie i was like i see the limitation of the budget i see but for me it wasn't even that like it it wasn't the limitation of the budget or the the visual effect it was that like from the moment he's there like they first see him to the moment they get into the room and he starts explaining everything it should be very tense to me like like this is the person responsible for everything you've gone through right and it's like it's just like us standing there with the knife pointed. You know what I mean? Like, like, and like, the moment the first swipe tried to happen and it didn't work, I feel like there should have been panic. Like, visible in the elevator. Yeah. But instead, he's just smiling and like, they're both just sitting still again. And it's right. like, like, what? I, I Like, why didn't they just... I, quick thought, you know what I mean? Like, I, it may not end up, wouldn't have been better. I don't know. But like, 
having him at the elevator when the elevator door is open is such a disarming thing. And then, like, they just ride up together in the elevator with no... In, what is it? It might be Infinity War. Or, or... Endgame. The, this cap in the elevator with everybody else when he's about to fight. They oh, get in the uh, elevator and there's... Endgame. There's obvious tension. And you're like, this shit's gonna pop off. And then it, it pops off. in the last one. Right, right. But, this one, like, so much tension, it needs... Like, there needs to be a relief valve and there's not. Like, yeah. and, and it's like... Instead of like, oh... When you let air out of a thing, it's just like when the elevator opens, it's just like the air just slowly just like like fades out. And it's like, so it never, like it built a tiny bit of tension, but then the whole time it's happening, you're like, the thing is you never even get the feeling that it's about to explode. You feel like it should, but like, there's no like them, like when I say panic, I don't mean like full-fledged fucking, ah! Like, I mean, like, you should see, like, concerned look on their faces. You should be able to tell right. they're planning something, they're coming up with something. But, like, it seems like they're, like, we're in an elevator holding a knife. Like, that, like, this is all part of the plan. We're going up an elevator with them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. just and such, I, like, a, ugh, I need I, something. And I think that's also, like, part of the, the, um, the filmmaking, right? Where I think they just don't have somebody there to be like, no, this is how you do it, right? Like, this is how you ratchet up tension, right? Like, you need you need close-ups. You need, like, you need to know how to Convey. stage that. Like, yeah. it, like, um, like uh, the scene in Inglorious Bastards in the basement bar, right? You get them talking and stuff, but you get, like, a close-up of the of the barman. He, like, has a shotgun and he, like, cocks it. You get the close-up of the guy with the, the gun under under the table and he like you know you use your click and then you get like super close-ups of people's faces reacting to other people's faces like that's how you do it like that's a master class you know what is you're right and it just occurred to me like as i'm trying to imagine that scene in the elevator i don't think so in your head right if if because you know sylvie takes a slash out of nowhere to try and right right you should get a close-up of her like slowly like gripping the knife harder right yeah exactly yep yep and then like a you low see... position looking up with him like in the background, but like her right. hand in and the then, foreground like twisting. And in the background you can see him like eye it. Like, you know what I mean? Like him like look down to see like, oh, are you about to? And then like a last second just like tench and then like go for it. But it literally is like a wide view of all three of them. Yes. They're it's both ecstatic. standing yes. there stiff and then all of a sudden it's just like swing. Like it looks right. like in yes. a game yep. if you just have your character standing in an open field and then press swing. Right? There's no right. like, there's no like, oh, this was like a, build up like a, a duel you know what i mean it'd be it's the difference between in a western of like a duel right versus like someone just being in an open field just like firing a gunshot you know what i mean yes. it's like why did we like they show us the tension but instead it's just two people in an elevator and all of a sudden one of them swings it's like right right i mean from? Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to think, there's like a director who like just puts the camera down and just goes, all right, action, puts it in front, right? Like, and there's like, there's just like long takes, but there's like no reason for it because he just like puts it down. He's like, all right, cut. Like Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, that's what it is. He just like, he pumps out a movie a year because literally all he does is he goes, all right, set it up. All right, do it. All right. Okay, just quick, fast, easy, cheap. Always on time, always cheap, whatever, right? Right. And sometimes that works. You know, we get million dollar babies. Sometimes you get Gran Torino, which I think is 
a little racist, but I think it's good. Um, <laughs> a little? <laughs> it's I probably the most that racist. He probably, I think he made that movie just so he could call people gooks. <laughs> <laughs> just like the most racist character you can think of. And um, then he's supposed to be the good guy. Oh, yeah. God. That's my favorite. All right. Um, he's such and... a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Him and Mel Gibson. Um, but yeah. that's like the difference. Right? Like, there's like, in, in, it's like, I fault them because it's like, get somebody better who knows how to do this, right? But then I also don't fault them because I go, this is TV stuff, right? Like, they're on a tighter budget. You probably get only a certain amount of setups. If this was in like a movie, like an Avengers movie, like a real one, I would be like, all right, this is inexcusable. You're you're not you're you're basically failing at making engaging but, filmmaking. But like they've done this in TV shows before. It's like like Breaking Bad has those moments. Where like, right. Well, wow. yeah. And, like and and, and, and that goes more toward the former, which is like just get somebody who knows how to do it. Right. Like I think that the people right. at Breaking and, Bad know what they're doing. Right. Right. And I guess sorry. The reason I brought that up was to say that like I don't think it's just like a. Well, you know, it's TV, so it's the best we could do. Like, they can do it with TV, and you're not going to tell me that... There's no way you're going to tell me that AMC has more money to throw at the right people than Disney does. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, come right. on. Like, like, like Disney could have got... Could have pulled this off. There's no... Like, it's not like, well, you know, it's TV and, you know, Disney. You know what I mean? Like, like... This is a terrible metaphor, but like if PBS tried to put out like a, a, you know, critical TV show, you'd be like, they only got the funding they got. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like so-and-so is not taking that call for this amount of money. There's no reason Disney couldn't have gotten whoever they wanted. You know what I mean? Like they, they could have had any director, I feel like at this point, unless you're talking about, um, God, what's, who's the guy that shit on superhero movies recently? Uh, people Martin were like, Scorsese? Oh, yeah, maybe. People were on his ass. Okay, like, maybe you can't get Martin Scorsese because it's like superhero movies are detriment to film. Um, like, but, like, <laughs> but you probably could have got just about anybody you wanted. And for whatever, like, and the show suffered because you chose not to get someone. And, like, at the end of the day, that still ticks against the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um,. But, uh, so, like, overall, kind of like what we did with Van Staples, like, what, what would you rate this season, like, in terms of just, like, a season of TV? So, as a season of TV, I think it is a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I think okay. it does, I think it does so much so well. But then, if, if we're looking at it as, like you said uh, last week. I shouldn't have to read the book. I shouldn't have to know these other things for this thing to work on its own, mm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That ending, if you are of, if you, ha- if you're not into Marvel movies, if you're not into like the MCU, right? Or even not because the thing is, I'm into the MCU, but like the MCU has not set up Kang yet. You know what I mean? Like this is mm. the first time we've seen him, so like. Without knowing comic book knowledge, or like outside, like I don't even know what you would call this, but like knowing they've cast Kang and Ant, like whatever that knowledge is in terms yeah. of the grand scheme of things, like this feels so utterly just like what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? Like like you get no resolution for any character. It's on a cliffhanger. Like 
you get like a small bit of resolution for Loki, but then he's immediately thrown into like a. And the other thing is too is the finale to me fucks up by having Loki have the moment of like, if Loki's character ends in that fucking time prison, right? Like he's in the time prison. Because I think that's where she kicks him, right? It's the same time prison where What's-Her-Face is kneeing him in the nuts over and over again, I think, is mm-hmm. what it looks like to me off the top of my head. No, no, I thought it was um, she kicked him into just a different timeline where he hasn't met Mobius or any of them. It's like one where the timekeeper is Kang. Okay, that's yeah, this... sorry. I, I guess what I mean is that that looks like the room to me. Like, it, it maybe it's not, but like the room that, like, the physical walls look like that same room. Um, yeah to me like the time prison room but like if you have him stuck there right like on his knees just fucking like desolate you know what i mean mm-hmm. because that's that is character related you know what i mean like he yeah. he who says i cannot be trusted then goes out of his way to be as trusted as possible by literally teleporting in front of her the moment the blade would cut his neck she happens to stop you know yeah. what i mean and like he lays it all out. Like, that's the most trustworthy that character's ever been. And then to still be not trusted, kick through a thing, you get this weird moment of, like, is it possible to escape your destiny? You know what I mean? Like, like almost. Maybe that's not the way to put it, but, like, I'm the one who cannot be trusted. I did everything I could to be trustworthy, and I still wasn't trusted. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, there's a certain level of, like, what the fuck? Like, like or, like, conflict there. And, yeah. and almost... Not resolution, but, like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I did everything I could, and it failed. And that's where we end, is the failure. To me, having that weird moment of him being like, nah, fuck this, I'm gonna do something about it. And then he runs into just, like, nothingness, basically. Like, I know it's, like, Mobius and Renslayer and, and Kang there, but, like, in terms of the show, that means nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like, in the self-contained show... Him running into Mobius Renslayer, them having, or not Renslayer, it's uh, the Hunter. Yeah. uh, Like, him running into them and them having no idea who he is doesn't serve any purpose to anything that's happened in the show so far. So it's like this weird, like, we almost had a moment, but then you decided to give him, like, no, I'm getting back up and fighting, but then, like, we don't see anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, none of this plays out in any sort of way that matters Sylvie stabs him. There's no sort of resolution even for her because the last you see is literally her just like sword in the guy. You don't even get like her. She might sit down afterwards. I can't Mm. remember. Like she might just take a seat. But there's not even like a long time to look at her to realize that she's like the the trope of like I, I, you know, I got the revenge I wanted, but what did I gain from it? You know, like, like killing someone doesn't bring back you know, the person you lost. Like, that same trope, like, doesn't even play out. Like, it, it, she just sits down after she stabs him. And so it's like, you did all, you, you manufactured all of this in the first five episodes, and then your finale doesn't seem to really pay off on any of those things. So, like, as a self-contained right. show, it fucking hurts. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, my right. wife, who right. had no idea, was just like, what? And then it was like, season two, and I was just like, yeah, that's, that's it. She's like, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with any of this now? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, I guess I just have to come back later? <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. sure. All right. And so, like, that hurts it for me. Like, Yeah. No, I can see that. I can you see you that. bungled it pretty hard. And so, yeah. as a show, seven and a half. 
But, again, as a, like, oh, get me back into, like, this greater thing. Like, if this was an appetizer for a meal, then it's great. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, this is a fucking 10 out of 10 appetizer. But if you brought this out as my entree, I'd be like, it's missing something. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. That, I, that, that, yes, that's perfectly put. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. Maybe a little bit better, uh, but uh, in terms like, a, a little bit higher score, but... Um, Would you say, like, an 8, probably? Eight eight, and a half? Like, 8.5. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, I could see that because it does everything in those first episodes so well. And it, it feels like I'm being nitpicky, I guess, to me a little bit. Like, e- even to myself. I wonder if I'm just like... I mean, you know the people that anytime there's a bad ending, they're like, the whole fucking thing's bad. And like it's like, I'm not trying to say that. Like, You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, when, when something ends poorly, there are fans that are like, oh, I'd fucking ruin the whole thing. Right, right, yeah. And I'm not trying to say that, but, like, if you're building to something and then you fail to capitalize on it, like, then what was the building for? Right. If you paved a road to get from point A to point B and you stopped it, you know, 80% of the way there, the road may be fabulous, but, like, at the end of the day, this is supposed to get me to point B, so I kind of have, like, even if it's the smoothest ride Everything goes perfect on the journey. Like, but at the end of the day, like I was still supposed to be at B. You know what I mean? Like I was supposed to right. still land at B, and I didn't. So now I have to ding this, and like kind of substantially. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. So, I, like I said, I give it a seven and a half. I know I've been fucking talking my ass off, and probably haven't let you talk as much as I should. But like, the, <laughs> no, I was no, like no, trying to like... put together my thoughts as I was speaking. No, 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 and and I and I agree. I I, I think. You're totally right. I think what it what it does well sort of gets hamstring at the end, but then not too much where it like breaks the whole thing. But it sucks that it can't be on its own. But we sort of knew what it was when I signed up, right? It's like a bunch of it's like a bunch of like yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but until you go like at the end, you go yeah, eight and a half, yeah, or seven and a half, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is it, it it's like for me it's still disappointing because I feel like it yeah. did everything so well. Like I, it, I was so in, and then to get that ending was a little just like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> yeah. it's like, damn, so close, movie. Right, sure. and then like it's weird because like season two, I was like, oh okay, because I di- I didn't know there was gonna be a season two. Maybe that was common knowledge. Mm. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. So I was like, whole like first of all, my initial reaction because like, is there gonna be a second Wandavision? Um, unlikely. That, that I think that, okay. that's kind of the thing with all of them is that it was unlikely. Right, so like it didn't seem like there was going to be another WandaVision. It didn't seem like there was going to be another uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier or whatever the fuck it's called now. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, they so this the whole time I was like, this is the show. I got that ending, and like honestly, I was absolutely fucking furious at first. I was like, these cocksuckers! Like, like these <laughs> these motherfuckers didn't give me shit. Like. Like, you gave me all these five episodes, and then you fucking left me with this. And then, like, I saw season two, and it, like, it was alleviated a little bit. But, like, I was still just like... And and to me, that's what opened my eyes a little bit to the fact that, like, I think this finale did fail the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, like, until I knew there was a season two, I was like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, why have you done this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so the fact that I was that mad about it until I learned there was a season two, like, kind of is what I was like, okay, so the finale, I think, did some things wrong, at the very least. You know what I mean? Right, right. Not to say it was a complete failure, but I, it definitely could have done things better. Right, right. Um, Yeah. 
Boy, I'm so mad. I wish you could have seen my face because I guarantee it had to be. I was like, it had to be the most like jaw open, but like in anger. I don't even know if you can imagine what that is, but the most like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> this is it. This is over. <sighs> Shit had me all fucked up. Um, is there anything you want to add? Um, no, I think that that was it. That that's um, yeah. That was are you good. excited for season two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm excited to see where he goes and and what this show leads in in terms of like the movies in, in Spider-Man in uh, in December. Yeah, so so Spider-Man's the next one, right? Or no, Shang-Chi? Yeah, Shang-Chi in September and then Spider-Man in December. Yep. I'm definitely interested in those. Um so that's uh I, it did it did do its job on those. I am now in if nothing else, isn't it like I'm trying to think like I now want to watch movies because I didn't get a fulfilling ending on a show. That's like insane. Like that. Like you, <laughs> if that's what they were going for, they fucking they nailed fucking, it. Yeah. They but like, it. Yeah. If he, like, cause fuck. Like, I'm trying to think of another example, and I can't. Like, it'd be like if you wanted to watch Endgame because like something happened in Civil War that you wanted resolved you know what i mean it's like it's like mm-hmm. no that's supposed to be why you want to come but like i want to watch those movies because of this other thing that's clearly supposed to be viewed as a minor setup for a larger thing you know what i mean yeah yeah it, it's a, it's like it's like if you wanted to finish the main story of a game because there's a side quest that can't be concluded until after <laughs> like, like no i'm supposed <laughs> exactly. to want yeah, yeah. to do the main mission because that's the main thing Right, right, um, and you shouldn't have to do the old ones, but this is like, oh, you know, I guess like you said, it, it, it did the job that it was supposed to, and yeah, yeah, it was the sacrificial lamb. It, it Loki set itself on the grenade that is Phase Four um, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to bring us um, as it rises out of the ashes. I really just fucking strung together a bunch of horseshit there. That probably doesn't even make sense, but I'm rolling with it. Um, <laughs> But uh, so as usual, uh, we'll call that the episode finally. Uh, but as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you.